Welcome to the Being Numb Podcast with my friends, Dr. Kurt Thompson and Pepper Sweeney. And our friend, Amy Chella. Right on. We are here to discover and explore what it means to be truly known. Hey, guys. Amy. Amy's in the house. She is in the house for the entire episode. I'm just, I'm thrilled. I'm just, it's great that we get the chance to have this conversation together. Indeed. Awesome. So we're going to dive right in, right? Yeah, dive. Yeah. So recently, and we've been waiting to have this conversation together with our being known people, but recently you guys went on a trip to El Salvador and now, while El Salvador has some great surfing spots, I think the story about how you guys ended up there is a different one, and I would love to hear it. Yeah, I, uh, well, it does, and Pepper went to go surfing, and yes. I, and I was, I was tasked with carrying his board. That's, uh, yeah. Someone's got, got to. Yeah. It, yeah. It, it needed a lot of wax and, you know. You it did. Gotta, yeah. Yeah. And, and if you're going to, and, and like when you're the most beautiful man in the world, you need others to help you do your work. And that's what, that's what I was there to do. Yes. I'm the big kahuna. The interpersonal, right. The interpersonal neurobiology of surfing. Yes. That's what we were there to do. Not at all. Actually. No. <laughs> you know, what we, what we were there for was Compassion International, who last season of the Being Known podcast, we gave an opportunity for people to give to Compassion International. It's an organization that Kurt and Phyllis have been given to for years. Nell and I have in the past, and we know their work. We we love their work, but we've never really seen their work, boots on the ground, having the opportunity to mm-hmm. see what's really happening. And they invited Kurt and I to come and see what they're doing in El Salvador. And so that's how we made the trip. That's how we got down there. Yeah. And also, it's 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 fitting that it is connected to this particular season that we are uh, recording on what it means for us to put ourselves in the path of oncoming beauty, which we hope to talk a little bit about today in our interview. Yes, we are going to get to that. And I'm sure with the two of you, there were some profound moments, and I'd love to hear those or a couple of them. Um, we got lost once, Kurt and I, walking in the morning um, on on the way to try to find a cup of coffee in downtown. Like lost, lost. Yes. Well, yeah. We 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 couldn't find. We didn't know where we were, and we didn't know where we were going. So I guess that constitutes lost. But we, we, we made it back okay. We made it back okay. Um, but there there were, in all seriousness, there were. I mean, so many. So many mm. profound moments and, mm. um, getting to go there with this team was, was amazing and getting to having the opportunity to, you know, people inviting us into their homes, mm. I mm. think was one mm-hmm. of the most profound things for me. We, we went to several homes up in the very remote mountains outside of San Salvador and people were, they loved, ha- they, they were they loved having us in their homes. Mm-hmm. It was, it was, uh, mm-hmm. they, they were so welcoming. And just to get the opportunity to see a different part of the world, how, how people live differently. And, and then the other thing that I would say is the, one of the most profound things for me was everything was centered around the church. Everything mm-hmm. was centered around the church. And the church was so much to so many. 
Like it wasn't just something that people sort of went to on a Sunday or, I mean, it was integrated. It is integrated in every aspect of their lives. Mm. Yeah. 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 Well, I, I've, one of the things, compassion is committed to serving people who are at or below the poverty level. Mm-hmm. And when you're encountering people who are living in that space, you're encountering people for whom the church is often the difference between life and death. Unlike me, who's got hundreds of accessories in his life that can be a substitute for Jesus such that my life just become where Jesus becomes, you know, just one more accessory. Uh, I have what I need and then I'll take Jesus too. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Uh, This was a situation in which you guys, I I love that, that, you know, boots on the ground, Pepper, as you said, you're, you're walking into a space where I think so many times we heard people talk about their encounter with Jesus and their experience of the church and that this was giving them life in very practical, you know, tangible ways. And very, very few times did we hear the word compassion international, right? right. They don't, they right. aren't, they aren't leading Talk with their integrated. brand at all. Mm-hmm. And they don't, nope. they don't send employees from the States to the, to these remote places, to these places. It's all people that are living there that are part of the community. And it's all about the local church. It's all about funding the local church so that they can do all do the, the things. Yeah, do the work. Yeah, Compassion's tagline is that they are Christ-centered, child-focused, church-driven. Yeah. I love that. And one of the cool things for me was even the way the trip was planned, we arrive on a Tuesday, and then Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, we had encounters with three different projects, three different communities. Mm-hmm. And... These different projects were arranged for us to see in order of the developmental stages of the people that they were ministering to. Oh, wow. And so Mm -hmm. Wednesday is with a mother and child project that is one of Compassion's newer initiatives called a survival, survival project, survival, no, survival Survival program, survival program, where in which they're acknowledging that if they literally are providing funding for the church to provide service that is making the difference between life and death for these moms and for, and for their children. And for me, what was, this is one of the, I, I was so moved by this watching how, as they were supporting young mothers in, in these spaces, poverty, you know, in areas of poverty, they were, they were doing fundamental attachment work mm. with these moms mm. and and yeah. you hear you hear the moms talking about the difference that it's making for the moms but also obviously for their kids for their children it's made and these will be differences wow. that will change the trajectory of these newborns mm. infants toddlers forever yeah it will change the trajectory and then on thursday we went to a project that was ministering to elementary school kids. And then on Friday to a project that was, it's been around for 20 plus years that's ministering to older teens and young adults. Yeah. Okay. See this, this totally, I I want you to say more, Kurt, because it's totally, I was curious about 
how you saw how you both saw being known come into play is this twofold being known come into play and then how you in in light of this season's theme how did you see and encounter beauty yeah. which you much of what you just said is part of that yeah well i i think without them using this kind of language i think that the work that they are doing is that they are giving these mothers and children and you know, elementary and high school and young adult kids, the opportunity to be deeply known. They're not just throwing stuff at them. They're, they're not just throwing material at them. They are engaging with them relationally. They are giving them the experience of being seen, soothed, safe, secure, not just relationally, but in very practical ways. The way they are creating spaces for them, even in the physical plants of the of the spaces that they're using, like we the Friday the ping pong matches that were breaking out, <laughs> right? Where they're yeah. where they're doing and and pickleball that they're that yeah. they're starting to, to to play all all these things that are there. So they giving people the opportunity to be deeply known in such a way that is a difference between life and death because these kids are going on to do you know. I forget what night, Thursday night, was it when we, Thursday night, when we, I don't know, Friday, whatever, when we sat with the four piece little, little stringed. Yep. Yeah. Was it string quartet mm -hmm. or quintet? I forget. Mm -hmm. These are kids who, apart from this program, they're not going to be playing the cello. No, no. And you know, the, the, after their concert, a couple of them, they would go to, they sat and had a meal with us. Right. And the young lady who sat at my table was in college, had a scholarship through Compassion, through the program, is in college to be a teacher, and she's already teaching. She had an incident where she teaches at a, pri a private Christian school, and she had an incident where a student had come in and, and had some bruises, and there was ob some obvious abuse that was happening. Mm. So she had to report it because it's her job. She reports it, but then the girl, the student, wasn't going to have be able, have the tuition to come to school anymore. So the this young girl oh. is paying now for this student's tuition. <laughs> Others of them are sponsoring kids through Compassion. Kids that have come through the program are sponsoring, and they're all still very involved in the church and the programs and all that to help the youth coming up. I mean, yeah, just just beautiful, wow. just beautiful. So when when you talk about beauty emerging. Mm -hmm out of places that at first glance appear to be in no way a space from which beauty would ever emerge. This is living, breathing experience of this. And it's not a walk in the park. This takes a lot of hard work. This is, they are in hard places. This requires, you know, something like the, on Friday, the, the pastor and his wife who, I think between the two of them have enough energy to like oh my gosh. probably <laughs> bring enough power to a, to, you know, to a small to medium sized city. Um, but, but what are they doing? I mean, they are in this space where they've been for 20 years yep. in this part of San Salvador. These are people who probably could have gone anywhere. Yep. I mean, given their skill sets and their capacity and, and they are in this space and they are making the difference for literally dozens of children who are coming up through their ranks and wow. that's beauty on full display, but it is beauty that takes work. You know, in this season, we've talked about this notion of how, how much work is required 
to cultivate and curate the beauty that we long to see. And and the whole time, to Pepper's point, compassion is com- like, if, if you don't know the compassions mm-hmm. in the room, you would never mm-hmm. know the compassions in the room. Yeah. I'll say the only time that, that it was apparent is when we got to go to one of the kids' houses and they were so excited to show us the letters that they've gotten from their sponsors. I mean, oh. that, I, you know, I've sponsored kids and I, I've never thought. You don't realize. You don't realize right? that. I mean, uh-huh. that was like, I mean, they were, it was like gold. It was like they were so proud oh. of and, you know, wanted to share their, who their sponsor families are and all that kind of stuff. That was, that was really, really, really neat. And, you know, um, like the pastor and his wife were talking about, they built this like wonderland for these kids out of these two abandoned houses I can't even exp- explain to you how, like they had one room that was a grocery store, another room that was a wo- a workshop, one for for little little kids. Oh my gosh, for and the, play! And the pastor, mm-hmm. he built every piece of furniture. I mean, and it was amazing. And it's all his wife's vision and imagination and creativity. I mean, the two of them, they were dynamos, both of them. I I just mm. I, I can't say, and. Without the help of compassion, that wouldn't be able to happen mm-hmm. because they right. wouldn't be able to have the resources to make any of this stuff happen. So, right. Right. She had those dreams and they were able to be realized exactly. because of, right. yeah. yeah. And I, I also just, I want to say, I'm really grateful to Lori at Compassion for thinking about us and bringing us on board at Lori Robertson. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm aware that, you know, after Phyllis and I have supported kids for 25 years, there. I mean, our, mm-hmm. it, it, with through compassion and it makes a difference to have been in that space. It does. It makes a difference. And so I'm, I'm grateful mm-hmm. that compassion is thinking to do this, to invite people to come along on the journey mm-hmm. and to meet people. And, you know, uh, in El Salvador at the moment in particular, they're, um, not only are they dealing with poverty, they're all, they also have a long history of, of political challenges and even now they're in the middle of yet another wave of political challenge for which people in the church are, are wrestling. And so that also has its own particular influence on the situation in which people are trying to follow Jesus, being faithful to him, while at the same time, there are just lots of layers of complexity that make living in that space not the easiest to do. And so mm-hmm. that compassion would bring us in in the middle of, in, in, such that we can see everything. Well, I mean, not everything, but so, so we, we get yeah. to see lots of different things. So there's, there's not just one narrative. There's not just compassion's narrative. Compassion, I mean, the, the leaders were like, please ask as many questions as you mm-hmm. want. If you've got concerns about what we're doing, if you've got concerns yep. about the program, the country, anything, ask what, like an open wow. book. Yeah, I appreciated mm-hmm. that so much because you know you don't know going into a situation like this what are they going what are we going to see what are they hiding what are they, nothing right they weren't hiding anything mm-hmm. from us I mean they were ready for mm-hmm. any hard questions that we had yeah yeah wow I'm also aware I'm blanking right now Pep the current president of Compassion Jimmy yeah I yeah we got to find his name well pronouns are the first thing to go Kurt. And then last names. What's the second thing? Yeah. <laughs> because I think I'm Jimmy, well into came, the first Jim, thing. Jim, Jimmy, Jimmy is uh, came up through compassion in El Salvador. He was a recipient 
of Compassion's work. Oh my gosh. In El Salvador. I was looking up the name. And um, I had the opportunity to be on, to share a stage with him about a year ago. So it's um, it's Santiago, Jimmy, Herberto, Melado. Melado. Mm. Yeah. He, I mean, at least at at the conference, he was introduced as Jimmy Melado. And uh, kind, thoughtful, and... You know, a, a person who is living, breathing, he, he, he wants to be a conduit of all that he has been a recipient of. And I was reminded, like, my goodness, I want to be more attuned to what has been granted to me, such that my posture would not be to hoard that, but mm. to mm. Uh, give it away, mm-hmm. but to be mm-hmm. increasingly generous. I that, You know, I, all these program directors the degree of generosity of their spirit, of their time, of their energy, yeah. of their sense mm-hmm. that we have been called by the King yeah. to do this work. Wow. Cause we've all been brought up in a sense. Right. And so we don't want to mm-hmm. forget. Right. Yeah. Right. And so I think, you know, just beauty at every turn in terms of how, you know, we, we were, we we're seeing how the stories of so many people are being transformed by the love of Jesus as it is being implemented in the ways that compassion does it, which I I would say is the way of humility. Mm. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. There's, there, there's no, you know, there's no mm. colonialism right. going on. I mean, they're not coming in and saying here, we're going to do it. The way. No, we, we want to, we want to do what we can do. Please help, uh, help us understand how we can be helped. It's, mm-hmm. It's really beautiful. Mm-hmm. Indeed. Yeah. Well, so you guys are home now. You're no longer in El Salvador. Um, so being th- on this side of the trip, is there a significant takeaway or is there a way that it has changed you? Kurt, you spoke a little bit to that right just now about wanting to remember and not hoard. Yeah. Um, it, I'll say the day that we were f- to fly to El Salvador – I always get to the airport early because I'm... Uh, that's how you roll. Yes, that's how I roll. And um, I always stop at the Starbucks and I get a cup of coffee and I go and I sit and read or whatever. You know, I mean, it's, I'd rather do that than be worried about missing my flight. Mm-hmm. So I go into Starbucks, wait in line, a little irritated that I'm waiting in line so long for my coffee. Because, well, dude, what time was your flight? Uh, it was early. It was right, a, it like, was why are flight. all these like why are all these people? <laughs> why aren't these here people at home at this time of day? <laughs> yeah, right. So it's my turn, and I get up there, and I get, I I usually order a grande dark roast with heavy whipping cream. That's that's my coffee, right? So I order it. She said we have no dairy products. Hmm. <laughs> I was so put out by the fact that I had to drink coffee, black coffee. Mm. Was just by like, 6 a.m. By 6 a.m. Yeah, they have no dairy have products. No dairy products. It was, I forget what the reason was. It was, it was a holiday weekend or something. I, said, I can't, I can't remember. You forgot because it was, it was care. Labor Day weekend. It was Labor, <laughs> Labor Day weekend, weekend and they didn't have, they didn't get deliver, they didn't get a delivery or something. And so anyway, I was so put out by that. Mm. And then we go and experience a week in El Salvador. Mm. And I think my priorities could be a little off. Um, and I wonder how long it's going to last. I wonder how long I'm going to be thinking, mm. 
when's the next time I'm going to be angry or upset at something that's trivial and, you know, I don't need to be. And I don't, I'm not, yeah. So all of that to say that I think just experiencing a different way that people live that I wouldn't have any other opportunity to experience has probably opened my eyes up a little bit to my own sort of entitlements, I guess, a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I was really, I think one of the things I, I also noticed, Pepper, was your sense of entitlement. And I was really glad that you were able <laughs> to be on that trip. Thank that you. took a while. I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, it, it's it's like with, with every turn. So, you know, compassion has learned that one of the ways you make it possible for your team that you're taking to enter into the work of being out among in these projects during the day is that they, they make sure that you're in a hotel. that's pretty nice yeah. because for a lot of people, they're seeing stuff for the very first time that they haven't seen. And it's helpful and important for them to be in a space where they can process that, think about that and so forth. So, and it's all, and I was aware of this cadence of coming back into a hotel space that felt like, I mean, this, this would be a high end hotel in the U S I mean, it was, mm-hmm. it, it, it was, it was a lovely hotel space. If it, by U S standards, it would have been a, a nice space to be, but then we enter. And, and so I, I, i just became aware of like, wow, I t- too, my sense of entitlement, my sense of uh, the, the, just the automatic expected ease with which my life should go. Mm-hmm. And and then there's the temptation to just like feel bad about that, to feel so ashamed of it that, you know, you feel like, well, either there's nothing I can do about it. I'm so overwhelmed by it. I can't do it. Or on the other hand, I feel like, you know, I'm going to do everything I possibly can. And so I think for me, part of the challenge is coming back here and wanting to do the work of being genuinely a person of humility, genuinely a mm-hmm. person mm-hmm. of good stewardship and so I think like, you know, even frankly, even having this conversation yeah. mm-hmm. is a helpful reminder. I, I don't yeah. want to forget my experience. That's the thing. I, the, the, to your point, Pepper, like, when am I going to go right. back to that space? I, I, yeah. I don't want to forget what yeah. I've experienced. And I think the other part of it is, is I, I just want to get kids sponsored. <laughs> yeah. I just want right to on. get oh kids gosh. sponsored. Yeah. I mean, I, right. we witnessed, there was a, a young lady who, I guess she was, she was high school age and she did not have a sponsor and mm. somebody on our, on our team sponsored her. And like, like uh-huh. while we were there, we In had the been moment. to, we yeah. had been to this girl's house and heard her story, which was incredible. And, and then to see the tears that like, that she, <gasps> the, like uh, of, of, she got to meet her sponsor, like the person that was going to sponsor her and, she was like, why do you, why do you want to sponsor me? Why would you want to sponsor me? And it was just, wow. yeah, it was just incredible. Mm. This is a girl that had been at one point outside of her home, hit by a car. And she was in a Bible class at the time. So the whole classes would come to her home because she was bedridden for a while and they would do the classes in her home. And yeah. And that, oh my gosh. Yeah, an incredible yeah. family. Yeah. 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 
So speaking of you guys being home, we posted a video on social media about the trip. And then somebody commented and said, I'm pretty sure these two are going to end up in jail with some kind of shenanigan. <laughs> so were you able well, I, your home? We, so did you avoid I, jail? We just say, yeah, the two of us, but like mostly because I happened to be there when Pepper was doing whatever Pepper was doing. I mean, I, I, I'm like, <laughs> I, I, I'm, in jail by so, I'm in jail by association, not because, yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, I'm we, with him. We were able to stay out of jail, thankfully. Yeah. But there yeah. were, you know, certainly I'm, I'm sure some shenanigans and, um, you know, I mean, in the midst of of this trip and and seeing the things that we saw, there was a lot of joy and a mm-hmm. lot of beauty. Mm-hmm. And we, mm-hmm. of course, had a lot of laughter. And mm-hmm. uh, we mm-hmm. met some amazing people. And mm-hmm. um, but I, 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 it's nice that that our listeners. It's nice to be known by our listeners that they, <laughs> right. they would yes they would automatically is. question okay. whether or not we got thrown in jail. It is. We <laughs> we we weren't we we were able to stay out of jail. And so apparently we're going to have to find another trip with Compassion to go on so that we can see if we can test the yes. waters. Yeah, I, yeah. yeah. Apparently the, the trip yeah. isn't complete unless Pepper and Kurt Jail find time. themselves in real trouble. <laughs> yeah, getting lost on the, tr- the way to try to find a cup of coffee was the, the, the most trouble that we got into. Yeah, yeah. We can do better. <laughs> All right, so how do we, because we get to be involved. We've been involved. You guys went on the trip, but how do we, our being known crew get involved? Yeah, that's a great question. You know, we, like we were saying, we would love to get as many of these kids sponsored as we possibly can. We want to offer mm-hmm. that opportunity to you all so that, you know, how cool would it be if if this community of, <laughs> of listeners who were all on this journey together trying to, you know, do this work and be more known and that we could come together and 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 do something like step out and really do something that would mm-hmm. make a huge impact in the world and you know the way that we can do that is to go to compassion.com forward slash known that's c-o-m-p-a-s-s-i-o-n dot com forward slash k-n-o-w-n and for 43 dollars a month you can sponsor a child. And when you go to this site, you'll see the actual kids, the actual pictures of the kids that are in El Salvador. You know, we are we are focusing on El Salvador because that's where we've seen the work, but they do this work all over the world. If you have specific proclivity to another country that you have a connection to or something and, and you want to sponsor a child there, you can still do that through compassion.com forward slash known. But we happen to be just going after these kids these kids in El Salvador. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I just want to encourage you all to take a step out. Mm-hmm. And when you do, be sure to write them letters mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're, you mm-hmm. really are changing lives. You really are changing lives mm-hmm. and impacting lives mm-hmm. in ways that, you know, that, that people that even people that sponsored don't even understand. I don't think. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, we, uh, in this, in this space, we some, we've been talking at different places about moving from imagination to incarnation, yeah. this idea that we want to become more aware of an embodied experience. And I think Pep, when you and I were there, I was having that experience. I mean, for over 25 years, we've sponsored children through compassion and I'm aware of this. We get the letters, we write, Phyllis writes the letters. We, we, we get her picture over time. We get that. There was nothing 
to compare to being in that space yeah. where you're listening to the stories of children. Like, well, I remember one young man, one young older teenager, when asked uh, on that Friday, um, how would you describe your life compared to your friends who haven't had this opportunity to be involved in this church program that you've been part of? And he said, well, I think that if I weren't, ha- if I didn't have this in- encounter with Jesus and with the church, I would probably either be dead or in jail. Those are his words. Yeah. And for me to and for me to hear a real mm. kid say this to us, mm-hmm. I would say that we, Pepper and I want to be an extension of those voices that gets them one step closer to an embodied presence to you, our listeners. Yeah. To invite you to be curious about where that forty three dollars a month can come from. To spawn, we we want us we want to be able to sponsor as many kids as we can. Yeah, mm-hmm. and we're not just trying to run up numbers. We're we're saying we want to be the gospel. We want to be beauty coming mm. to find these kids mm. where nobody else does. And uh, there you have it. I've got to share. I, so I went to compassion.com forward slash known, and one of the the first little girls, not the first, but one of the her name was Abigail, which is the name of one of my nieces. So I'm like, of course I want Abigail. So I click it, and her birthday is July 11th, which is one of my nephew's birthdays. So I'm like, so I got her. It's a sign. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. It's a yeah. sign. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I just want to, you know, I'm I'm very grateful to compassion for the work they Mm. do and for Mm. um, allowing us to have this experience and for allowing us Mm -hmm. to give you all the opportunity to join in on this. That's, you know, I'm just grateful. Right on. Right on. So we have an artistic offering to talk about, right, guys? Yes, we do. And uh, Jollity. What'd you say? (laughs) I just had to say the word jollity. She said jollity. We're getting used to this word. (laughs) Yes. We are getting used to this word. Can you use it? For 10 years, for 10 years, Mm -hmm. I have misread and mispronounced this word as jollility. You're welcome. (laughs) You're welcome, And and this morning, (laughs) Amy was my corrective angel. And the offering that hopefully you all have had an opportunity to listen to last week over the course of this week, is Jupiter, Berenger of Jollity by Gustav Holtz. Did I just say, did I say it wrong? Kurt, you're looking like I said something wrong. Is it Berenger or is, is it Bearer? I think it's, I thought it was Bringer. Bring, oh, no, 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 it is. It's Bringer. Bringer, it's Bringer. of Jollity, yes. Bringer of Jollity. Which Berenger okay. works in a lot of ways. I think I mean, Berenger is a beautiful, I think it's a beautiful <laughs> word. I, it it's is. a beautiful word. It is. And, and we can just call it Berenger of Jollity. No, it's the it's Bringer the, of Bringer Jollity. of Jollity. <laughs> You know, yeah, yeah. I, I, I tiptoe through the minefield it's of the English language manage. on a daily basis. But I, I did have but the opportunity. It's, 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 it's your, it's your nascent attempts to do so. It is. It's my. It's a, It is a. Well done. Yes. Thank you for for that. So Gustav Holtz uh, was a, a composer. He actually started off as uh, a musician. He was a trombone player. That's how he paid his bills for a long time, playing the trombone. And he was a composer in training at the Royal College of Music. He, he, while he was there, he developed a lifelong friendship with Ralph Vaughn Williams, who was another composer. And they had this relationship that I loved reading about because they really, 
even kind of went against the rules and critiqued one another's work and really tried to sharpen one another in their composing skills through the, throughout their whole lives. Um, mm-hmm. And so Holtz became a teacher to pay the bills for a long time, and he was evidently an excellent teacher. And then he spends a long time writing. Um, he gets into astrology, actually, and spends, gets, spends a long time writing this piece, The Planets. And uh, the particularly Jupiter is the one that we've, we're spending time with today, um, and hopefully you've had the chance to, to listen to it. It's an incredibly beautiful piece, mm. and yeah. the there's a there's a section of it, the faxed it's it's called section of it, from like three minutes, just under three minute mark, to mm-hmm. like the five minute mark, that mm-hmm. would probably be familiar to you if you if you didn't even know it was it was Jupiter because it's also been uh, that particular segment of the of the piece has been used as music for. A couple of hymns, mm-hmm. um, and it. Some people say that that section. I've 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 read that that section of music is. Some people consider it the some of the most beautiful music ever written. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it it is sort of a. I don't know. I, I find that that it, it it's transformative. Not transform. I don't know. I feel like when I listen to when I've listened to this, especially over the last. Uh, a couple of weeks, and I had the opportunity to hear it performed live once. It, mm-hmm. It's it's the kind of music that can, if you allow it, can really Takes take you can away. really take you away. Can really yeah. let your mind go. Yeah, right. We have on multiple occasions used this when I've been at conferences and presentations, uh, inviting the audience to stand and to mm-hmm. with outstretched arms, just simply be present and then we will play that three minute segment between about the 309 mark and about just about the six minute mark it's it it's this way of encountering not just music but allowing the music to enable us to encounter ourselves Mm -hmm. and to encounter each other and again it's it's another example of how one person's really hard work Mm. and like Holst doesn't just write this overnight. This takes a lot of hard work, not unlike compassion, Mm -hmm. a lot of hard work. And long after that, one composer is no longer alive. This artifact of beauty continues to bring hope, bring expansion, bring beauty, bring goodness, bring joy, bring creativity. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. into a world where it's not hard to look around and find a lot of carnage. And when we are willing to practice listening to this in an embodied way, we you know we all have people listen to this segment after allowing their hands to remain raised, and then we'll invite them to just name what your experience has been. Not what do you think about the music, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but what is happening to you as a result of this. And... This is the gospel, that the gospel is coming to bring beauty and integration, but also to heal parts of us that we didn't know we didn't know about and to transform us. It also places demands on us, as we've said in previous episodes, to become a person of greater love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, all of which also takes work. That kind of beauty, Mm -hmm. as we like to say, the most durable beauty in the world takes the longest time to create. 
And this becomes a, a piece that we can, if we're willing to submit ourselves to it in a practiced way, we begin to see things differently when we walk out our front door and off our front porch every morning. Mm-hmm. Well said. And you talked about how it still, you know, this, first of all, this piece made him kind of famous and he mm-hmm. didn't like that at all. He did not like being, yeah, he, he, that, that bothered him a lot. But anyway, mm-hmm. what, what I wanted to say was when you said that it still spurs creativity today, years after it's been, it was written, a composer has been dead for years and mm-hmm. there's the sweetest <laughs> little Australian cartoon uh, called Bluey. And they used this song in an episode. It was episode, season two, episode 26. And it's, I think it's, it's worth watching. It was really Mm -hmm. sweet. I found this as I was doing research on, on the piece. And it it just, it's so creative what they did. And it, 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 the music obviously spurred the whole creativity of, of this, of this piece. And it's a children's cartoon, Mm -hmm. but couldn't be any sweeter. Yeah. That's great. Well, and I will say that, like, in the past couple of weeks, even, like, driving in my car and listening to the piece, I was able to settle into it with, like, just to enjoy it. It's very playful. It's celebratory. And it was just, like, I just found myself smiling and feeling joy and not, like, sometimes we try to figure things out, but it was just like, oh, my gosh. And and then the other thing that struck me is Jupiter we can you oftentimes see it with the naked eye mm-hmm. and I thought we can see it we can mm-hmm. see mm-hmm. beauty and goodness and mm-hmm. it does take work but with work we can see it and it unfolds and it's fabulous awesome well thank you guys for today this was this was terrific thanks Amy for leading this conversation right. you did a great very job very fun appreciate it thank you okay. thank you and our next oh, opportunity yes. 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 Our next Our next artistic offering. Well, we will be live, mm-hmm. yes, together. And the artistic offering is David Wilcox. How did you? Find How did you me find here? me? How did you find me here? Yeah, it's a beautiful song. So you all can, yeah, you all can find this on YouTube, a number of places. Yeah, uh, I, it's from the same album, the title, yeah. an album by the same title. How did you find me here? Yeah. And uh, it says in one song says so many things about what our podcast has been about and about what this season in particular is about. Yep. So give it a listen and join us live on the 26th of October, Thursday evening, McLean Presbyterian Church. Unfortunately, by the time this this airs, I'm not sure will there still be opportunity. Yes. No. No. We we will have already done it. But it you can listen to it. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There you go. So join us by listening. <laughs> yes. All right, guys. All right. All right. Bye. Love you. Love you. Love you. We'll see you. This podcast is produced by Kurt Thompson, Pepper Sweeney, and myself, Amy Chella. Audio production and editing is by Keaton Simons. Video production and editing is by Mark Gould. Speaking of videos, each week we post the video version of every episode to our YouTube channel. You can find us on YouTube by going to youtube.com or your app and searching Being Known Podcast. If you'd like to connect with us, you can find us on social media at Being Known Pod. If you like this podcast, tell a friend. Tell all of your friends. And please like, rate, and review. Be well, be known.